This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, November 10th. Brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. Good morning, I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's satellites. Bill Sack, we made the case for animal ag. Biden's supply chain plan and H-2A demand up again. Before we begin, here's an editor's note. Uh, tomorrow is Veterans Day, so the next daybreak will appear on Friday. Vilsack, COP26 trip showed seriousness of ag contribution. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack says his three-day trip to the International Climate Conference in Glasgow showed the importance that agriculture will play in the Biden administration's plans to address climate change. He says it was also important to make the case that agriculture can contribute to reducing methane emissions globally through voluntary measures. We want to make sure that people understand that you don't have to reduce the amount of animal agriculture production, Vilsack told AgriPulse in an exclusive interview. You just have to make it more sustainable. A take note. Vilsack says that agriculture and forestry are expected to contribute about 20% of the reduction in greenhouse gas emissions that President Biden has promised. Biden has committed the U.S. to cutting emissions by at least 50% by 2030. The $27 billion in conservation funding that's in the Build Back Better Act pending in the House could lead to 100 million acres of land being put under conservation in the U.S., he says. Now, for an in-depth look at what has transpired in Glasgow, plus a look at how important provisions in the new infrastructure bill will be implemented, check out our weekly AgriPulse newsletter. White House announces supply chain action plan. The White House has unveiled the new plan for addressing supply chain bottlenecks, mostly by accelerating the awarding of grants for ports, waterways, and freight networks. Within 45 days, the administration plans to launch programs, quote, to modernize ports and marine highways with more than $240 million in grant funding. The Transportation Department will award $230 million in funding for Port Infrastructure Development Grant Program and $13 million for the Marine Highway Program to support waterborne freight service. White House also says it will identify projects for the Army Corps of Engineers construction at coastal ports and inland waterways within the next 60 days, providing a roadmap for more than $4 billion in funding to repair outdated infrastructure and to deepen harbors for larger cargo ships. In addition, the administration will prioritize key ports of entry for modernization and expansion within the next 90 days. H-2A growth spurt continues in FY21. The latest data from the Labor Department shows demand for H-2A workers grew sharply again in the fiscal year that ended September 30th. The number of jobs certified under the program increased about 15% from 275,430 in fiscal 2030 to 317,619 in FY21. 
Florida had the most of any state in FY21, over 44,000 H-2A certifications in FY21. Farm worker Justice said in an analysis of the numbers, Georgia was second at about 35,000, California third with about 32,000. Rounding out the top five were Washington State with nearly 29,000 and North Carolina with about 23,500. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Today's Daybreak is sponsored by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, a powerful advocate in Washington for farmers throughout the Midwest. Dairy farmers have always been leaders in caring for the environment, and they continue to lead in addressing changing climate conditions. We believe environmentally focused policies affecting agriculture should be guided by farmers, grounded in science, driven by the market, and sufficiently flexible to allow for innovation at the farm level. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. USDA cut soybean production, boosts corn. Corn and soybean futures rose somewhat yesterday after the USDA released its monthly supply demand estimates. USDA raised its forecast of the 2021 corn harvest by increasing the estimated average yield to a record 177 bushels an acre. At the same time, USDA lowered its estimate for ending stocks by 7 million bushels. USDA lowered its estimate of soybean production to 4.42 billion bushels, down 23 million from last month's forecast. January soybean futures rose about 2% in trading yesterday. December corn futures up 3 cents or about 6 tenths of a percent. LMR, a possible but risky path for livestock bill. Supporters of the new beef cattle industry compromise bill hope to piggyback the measure on the upcoming reauthorization of the USDA's livestock mandatory reporting system, the LMR. Iowa GOP Senator Chuck Grassley, one of the four senators who released the bipartisan framework on Tuesday, told reporters he wants to tie the bill to the LMR reauthorization because we'll never get time for this bill as a separate bill on the United States Senate floor. But Scott Bennett, the livestock lobbyist for the American Farm Bureau Federation, says the timing is not ideal. LMR reauthorization is our number one priority, not the provisions in this compromise bill being force-fed into reauthorization. Keep in mind, the inclusion of other provisions would require broad industry support, which this latest bill doesn't have given the opposition of the North American Meat Institute, which represents Packers. Judge keeps Biden federal vax mandate in place. A federal judge in Washington, D.C. has ruled against 20 U.S. government employees seeking to block the Biden administration's COVID-19 vaccination mandate. U.S. District Judge Colleen Collar-Cottley said in her opinion that each of the employees who are suing over the mandate has a pending exemption request and so hasn't any disciplinary action taken against them yet. The plaintiffs are thus, quote, complaining over a compulsory inoculation they may never need to take and of adverse employment actions they may never experience, she said. 
In the meantime, the Fifth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals, which is considering a challenge to the administration's vaccine mandate for businesses of a hundred or more employees, ordered the government to respond today to Texas' request to halt enforcement of the OSHA mandate. Here's today's He Said It. Given where we had been on this issue over the last four to five years, I think it was important to send a very strong message that we're taking this very seriously and we want to be part of global leadership in addressing this. That Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack on the impact of his participation in the Glasgow Climate Conference, which ends on Friday. Well, that's Daybreak for this Wednesday, November 10th, brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.